Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're back. Woo-hoo. We're back. Woo. Yes. And just in case you forgot, I'm Quark. I'm Mel. I'm Ramon. And you're listening to <laughs> It's been a while since yeah. it's just been the three of us. I know. Like we're guestless today. Oh, yeah, no, I actually missed this. So, so that's awesome. We, we don't have to be uh, polite and we can go at each other's throats. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I think we're going to... We've been going at each other's throats about like some shows on Facebook. There's, yeah. there's one way I can't, cannot stand that Quark loves and I don't know how Ramon feels about it. But we'll talk about it in a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully by then the world has stopped burning. I know. Grabe. I know. Hey, man, I just found out I know a flat earther, so anything goes. <laughs> anything <laughs> is up for grabs. Oh, man. <laughs> so you mean in this day and age where there's, we just had SpaceX launch, which, which was awesome, they still think that the Earth is flat? Yeah. Yeah, right? Oh, oh. And apparently, Tarang. there's there's a term pala na they don't like being called flat earthers. What they prefer ata is global skeptic. <laughs> oh my god. No? I mean, the things you learn. Ganda. Wow. Parang ano wow. na, nag-weaponize ng term. Parang ano, coastal elite. Parang ganun. Uh, wow. So what do you call conspirator? Conspirator? Conspiracy theorists, ganun pa rin, or global skeptics din, din sila? I don't know. I, I guess because flat earthers. Refer data tayo. Ah, tama, ano. you're right. It's globe. Yeah. Parang truther, diba? truther ata yung sabi niya. But what do, ano, ano? What do, like, uh, I think it was Casas who replied. What do round earthers have to gain, no? Diba? Parang... Yeah, exactly. Uh, What's the possible motive, <laughs> na ba? Na decades of science, yeah. easily provable by yourself by going up any tall skyscraper. Tapos multiple countries are in on it, even private industry. <laughs> Diba? Like, ano, parang it's like, oh, we want people to fall off the edge of the Atlantic because we know that it's flat. And, diba? <laughs> I, oh, oh God. Uh, people, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> the internet is making people more dumb. I you don't need why. Star Wars when you can have such fantasies in your head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs Ninja Batman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, ano, speaking of our Facebook group, that was a, quite a... Fun and uh, bloody exchange <laughs> regarding the DC <laughs> animated series. <laughs> All right, the quark started. So, what, what were the top recommendations? Ano nga ba? I don't know. I know. Alam ko yung pinaka hotly debated yung ano Justice League Apocalypse. Yen talaga yung parang ano incendiary. <laughs> Isn't that the new one? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, our topic for today has nothing to do <laughs> with all of with the things we just talked about. <laughs> We're just Ganda easing into this. <laughs> Ganda na outline naman, guys. It's like like mass testing in the Philippines. Like, we don't know where it's going. Yep. <laughs> but, but, okay, it's because we spent a considerable amount of time in this lockdown re-watching a lot of our favorites. And, I, and for Quark, I think it's also a nice pastime to spend with his wife, who... Who didn't grow up with some of the things that that we all grew up in in our age bracket? You know what so, she uh, she asked me dr- uh, during dinner. Um, she's like, "What's a Gen Xer?" <laughs> Shh. 
chat. Wow. <laughs> like, so, wait. Did oh you just my. immediately hand her Douglas Copeland's book? <laughs> let me get, uh, let me go to the library <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Did you Jenny? blow the dust off the book and... I know. Get all the mold out. Um, uh, yeah, so you, you, you blow on your purpose, make cloud talaga of dust. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read you this child from this ancient tome. <laughs> Parang <laughs> never ending story. <laughs> yeah, that's in my that's in my head. Now Quark pulls out an old book, blows it with his with his long nails. Because in lockdown, walang pedicure, walang manicure. Tama. And then nalala ko yung first quote sa book na yan, yung parang the best thing about having sex is really looking at someone's eyes for long periods of time. Something like that. Even the opening line ng Gen X. <laughs> Uh, okay, Teka, back at Gen X. Why? What's our topic? Because our topic is uh, Generation X <laughs> Cinema. Uh, well, Generation X Cinema, uh, mostly. And we will be focusing on two... Uh, specific movies and that is real those are reality bites and singles um Woo-hoo! yeah so so the i i forgot that erwin said this but yeah so yeah, go ahead mel um so erwin in in our adaptation podcast in our adaptation episode said that there are two types of people in the world parang flat earthers and round earthers <laughs> you either love singles or love reality bites which are two of the i think the the seminal Gen X movies of of our time. One cannot mention the other without mentioning the other one. Aren't they're they're just twins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and so we, we kind of forgot about that. And then I for my anniversary, my wedding anniversary, I showed Bianca singles because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. My second favorite movie of all time, actually. And um you you commented na Oh, let's finally do that Reality Bites versus Singles um, episode. And I hadn't seen Reality Bites in full since I first saw it. Um, what? Yeah. Wow. So, so I hadn't seen it in 25 years. <laughs> so, Not even as it, like, on HBO or, or uh, just, anything? Uh, I, I, yeah, I texted you last night. About, you know, I, we, I saw the last third on HBO last year. So, and I was like, oh, wow, this is so much fun. And then I was like, I need to watch this. Um, as a whole, again. So, so it was a good reason. It was a good excuse to finally get back to reality mm-hmm. bites. Mm-hmm. You, Ramon, mm-hmm. when was the last time you watched both? Medyo matagal na rin eh. I think singles, um, DVD. Yeah. And then, but reality bites also longer. Uh, in full possible then uh, I haven't seen it since the VHS years but jeez uh, um, well I, I I think every time Reality Bites is on TV because Reality Bites has more longevity on cable than singles so whenever it would play on mm-hmm. HBO I just can't help but watch it I I know the lines the dialogue more of Reality Bites and and then I rewatch singles last night. I'm parang, well, I don't remember these parts. But when I rewatch Reality Bites for this episode, well, I I I I know everything. I know everything about the movie and who said what. Okay. So so um, that's our difference. 
What so I guess what what's your um experience like personal experience? I mean both naman I I think we can safely say are not masterpieces but um they they really well, were flawed during... flawed rewatchables as Bill Simmons likes to call a, a number of movies not that aren't perfect but almost there what what are they called flawed re- uh-huh. rewatchables rewatchables yeah. to me nah, yeah not, not perfect all, but... all not there yeah um, um so yeah what's what was your personal experience with uh reality bites for singles muna cuz oh, singles Came out in 92, and I was almost a high schooler at that time. Or I was a freshman in high school. It was the first movie I decided to watch as na adult yung themes with my barcada. So we dressed up in our in our flannels and our docks, and we went to Greenbelt 1, and then, you know, felt like grown-ups because we were watching a grown-up movie. Oh. And that was pretty cute. That's awesome. What was the rating of you know, singles here? PG thirteen, yeah, yeah, because there was no explicit sex, just people getting mm. into in their underwear, and not a lot of swearing. So yeah, I don't think we watched singles at theater, no, Ramon. Yeah, I don't think I did. Parang yeah. VHS. Yeah, but I, re- but I for some reason I have a very clear memory that we were there as my Robinsons flyover listening to the single soundtrack. When yes, we I was going to bring it up. I was going to. I was wondering if you remembered. I was going to bring it up. I was wondering if you remembered. Now we, we we didn't watch it together, and I'm not sure if I saw it in the theater. But I remember we were together when we got the soundtrack because we were at. I think we were just playing arcade games at at Robinson's Galleria as children, yeah, like yeah, sixth yeah, yeah. grade though, and then and then we bought, we each bought the cassette, deva, right? and then. You were after the Paul Westerberg songs, and I was after the Pearl Jam songs. Yeah, yeah. So we listened to it in the car, I think, for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Because super traffic ng EDSA. Eh. It was mon- months later before we watched it, because the, the, the soundtrack was faster. Eh, it, it came here agad because, I guess, of yeah. music label so that, that's deals. The, that's a baliktad thing, that the soundtrack was released earlier here in the film. Because I remember having the CD. Before watching the yeah. movie, and then when we watched the movie, we knew all the songs. Mm-hmm. But in the states, baliktad siya. The movie came out. That's first an experience that uh, later generations don't have, where it's like, "Oi, okay, tong soundtrack ha. Tapos months later, oh, ito pa lang binigay." Yeah, we wait six months, right, for like <laughs> the movie to come out, because the reel has to, you know, reach Asia first. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that's how it was. <laughs> Shipping. Yeah. And then, but I remember I I was I liked the movie when I first saw it, but I I fell in love with it later on. Uh and that was New Year's Eve of ninety-five or ninety-six to be exact. Why? Why that, that was... particular year? <laughs> I, I don't Why? know. I, I think I was I was, I was in love with an English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in love with an English teacher, and then these were the the glory days when the i channel. Remember i channel, which was a kids yeah. channel yeah. in 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 Sky. Was they were showing um really good indie films at night, at during Saturday nights. Yeah. So I, that's where I saw um 
ano the trippers diba? um a lot of the Kevin mm-hmm. Smith stuff they they, they showed um, Ch- yeah chasing Amy yeah and then for that night I think they had a double bill of well it was Pulp Fiction first so I had favorite movie kind of all time so you know and then and then singles and I think um I was like super heartbroken because I was in love with this English teacher and I know she had like a, a, a very stalkery she had like a picture like a, a Xerox of her picture like on my ceiling <laughs> And then, uh, wow, the, the, I know. And then, see, Janet goes, she, Janet breaks up with Cliff in singles, and she's like, being alone, there's a certain dignity to it, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yes, that's right. And then, like, I tear up the picture of the teacher. <laughs> wow. It's, it's very, very, very sad uh, teenage years. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, I kind of like, kind of thinking ever since then, Si Janet Livermore, uh, Bridget Fonda, who was my like spirit animal, or definitely one of the um, hey. yeah the the fictional characters I um, related to the most. So um, you know anyone who's close to me says like uh, when it comes to romance, I'm like a teenage girl, <laughs> and it's probably very close to yeah Bridget Fonda's character in Singles. And for once, she's not a manic pixie girl, the one that the the, the one that you're drawn to. Yeah, yeah, actually, no, nah, no, um, that, that that's true. She she's not there, but even though she kind no, of like dresses like all. one and you know, um, has that little cutesy um, smirk, uh, she's not. She's actually very um, uh, grounded and has her priorities straight. So yeah, how about you, Ramon? What was your what was your you know, experience with singles? I th- I th- think I already liked it immediately upon first watch because I was already, as aforementioned, already uh, a huge Pearl Jam fan at the time. So very much the, the, with, the, with the setting of Seattle and, and its um, place in sort of the grunge scene, uh, it just this was something that I was like very curious about. This is pre-internet, of course. So And then, of course, mm-hmm. there's bands that show up, the, like Pearl Jam and, you know. Mother Love Bone, Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. So, yeah. I also I think it was one of the first times that I was like really impressed by sort of snappy dialogue, the writing. Yeah. Yeah. The, and uh, no, I know. Like I actually, um, when I was watching it uh, again, I realized, ah, okay, this is the movie where Cameron Crowe learned to direct. Because um, you don't say anything. Um, it's a basically a lot of coverage, um, but just kind of mediums wide, etc. But here, maraming ano, maraming one shot na yung hindi papansin, but it kind of mm-hmm. just like and and it's very um, the transitions Kapag are really good. Na siya. Yeah, marami siyang ganun. And of course, that, that Woody Allen move of of kind of like addressing breaking the fourth wall. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's a good in between. It's it's actually the the forgotten one, but between among his first. Four or even five films, but it's the forgotten film. But it's actually a really good transition between, you know, the masterpiece that was Jerry Maguire and like say anything, which was, um, of course, that impressive debut. Diba? Rewatching it last night, I felt I realized that it was like a template for Jerry Maguire and Almost Famous because there yeah. were, there were a few scenes that were in Jerry again and in Almost Famous again, like you know the people talking to the camera, sports figures that he loved. Um, Answering machine confessionals. The one, 
the one that ano, that struck me was yung ano yung uh, they they were uh, bartering for the or they were um, bidding for the bike guy si Debbie Hunt and her roommate. <laughs> And then he was listening, which which happens exactly in Jerry Maguire also. And the "You belong to me" speech of of Steve to Linda when he's in the club, it's it's like that's "You complete me." That's like version one of "You complete me" of Jerry yeah. Maguire. Yeah, yung ano no? Instead of um, instead of saying "You had me at hello," it was like "What took you so long?" But he basically yes. cuts her in the middle of the speech and then kind of like. Make template siya, no? Parang he just put he does he just does variations yep. on it. it. May, I realized last night that talagang he has a he has Uh-oh. a formula, Cameron Crow. And and yun nga, I guess because parang singles kind of like um, was was that forgotten movie. Parang he thought he could actually get away with, and then he did, but Parang no one really brings it up. Like uh, we'll bring it up in casual conversations, but no one really, I don't know, as you much. Think? Hmm? You think no one brings up this movie? I mean. In our generation, I think I think people have a lot of fondness for singles. I was a shocked lot. actually um, when you said when you asked the question in the Facebook group, and then so many people said singles because I really, in my mind, parang it was ano, it was like glossed over or um, or I guess like like that rewatchables episode you're saying, like um, a lot of people dismiss it or or kind of. Um, uh, yun nga, parang it's it's just that emo- emotional attachment, but they don't look back at it with uh, as being one of the greats. Um, so so I was honestly surprised that so many people were like singles, but I'm glad. Well, for context, um, for context, lang peak, a lot of fla- a lot of the flack that this movie received was if you take out the music in Seattle and you take out the grunge aspect, then it's just a normal movie about four friends or five friends. And it won't be as memorable. So that's just the, that's just the, I guess the the minus points of the movie. But I don't know. That's kind of a useless thing to say because, it's the character that is provided by those backdrops, those settings, It's 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 like, yeah. I mean, you could set it anywhere, but it's because of the particular details of it being in Seattle at that point in time, during the grunge scene is what. Is kind of what makes it memorable also. I have a mm. suspicion though that parang I think among our friends, singles is well regarded. But feeling ko among basics, <laughs> it's not really well well liked. But we oh, just no, hang out with more ako. cool people. <laughs> I I you know, yeah, see see Bianca said, I mean she watched both in the span of the week for the first time. And she's like, I would show my friends reality bites more because it's more mainstream and it's more like you know, um, prettier people and, and you know, though, <laughs> though she likes singles more, but I don't know if uh, that's because <laughs> it's like she knew that, that singles was so important to me. But Well, yeah. Parang yeah. Reality Bites nga is the mainstream, you know, it, it's like Friends, mm-hmm. the sitcom, but as no, opposed but... to singles na might have been the template, but has more of an authorial voice. Mm. Yeah. True, true, true. Do you want to talk about that friends thing now, or save it for later? By the way, speaking of yeah, friends, yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can spew out singles trivia. Right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, because I read that so, too. I read that uh, um, Cameron Crowe interview as well. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so release in '92. It was a box office disappointment, which meant that people were like staying away from anything tagged as Gen X. I guess at the time. Um, 
Bridget Fonda was the only cast member that Cameron Crowe had in mind while writing the movie. Um, Sheila Kelly, who played Debbie, the desperate, the desperate dater, who wanted to what's the name of the the parent Tinder of her time? Uh, Debbie Hunt. Um, uh, Expect uh, the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sheila Kelly was actually up against Paula Abdul in final casting. And funnily enough, you know, I I looked up Sheila Kelly, like what she's doing now. She's she's, uh, uh, she's a businesswoman with a pole dancing empire. Yeah, <laughs> no, my mom. You know, the reason I know this is my mom has her videos, <laughs> and I was like, "That's Debbie oh, Hunt. What the fuck is this?" Galeng. Baka singles is what gave her the idea, diba? Parang video based business. Yeah. <laughs> if you want more, press pause. Pause some food. Oh yeah, and so the interview that Quark was talking about was so Cameron Crowe has um, once said that Singles was actually the template of Friends, and I think NBC or CBS approached him to War- ask Warner. to turn Singles into it. Warner, there yeah. you go, to make Singles into a TV show, but he declined, and then. And then NBC he just developed their own show. No, he saw. I uh, know he saw in uh, Hollywood Reporter. He saw that um, uh, David Crane and Martha Kaufman were uh, yeah. were um, turning uh, singles into a TV show. Um, yeah. And then he called, he called his lawyer and he's like, you better stop this. They're like, they cannot turn singles into a TV show. Um, because you know, Warner pitched it now. We, no, we really like the idea of this uh, group of friends, group of single people just like hanging around in a coffee shop all day, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's like, there's no way you guys are turning this into a TV show. And they still went ahead with it. Uh, and then he called his lawyer to tell them to stop. Uh, Kaufman and Crane from from turning singles into a show. So instead of Seattle, they they made it um, New York New and York. then um, made it different enough. So, but can you imagine like if he had just even not called his lawyer um, and to to say no, he would have been you know loaded by now, right? with all the royalty rights. Sayang. But now the OBB of Friends makes so much sense. Like, I never understood why they shot by a fountain and an uh, apartment complex in the background. Now it makes sense. Oh, my God, it is singles. Because there's no, (laughs) no, no, there's no New York apartment complex with a fountain. Yeah, with a freaking fountain in the middle, not even in Queens. Yeah, it's (laughs) a Um, And then Chris Cornell was going to be Cliff Ponty. Uh, at at first, um, oh, he cannot act. I love him, but he can't. Act. Yeah. So and and that's what I realized about see Cameron Crowe. So he's like, okay, we'll have we'll have you come in as Chris Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Mel, how do you know Chris Cornell can't act? Where where have we seen him? He was him? in the scene. The ah, scene okay, where in singles. Cliff, you're you're yeah. basing it on singles, talaga. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And he's just the weak point of the movie. Acting-wise. Mm. And then another, but it was going to be called, you know, it was shot um, before uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit and they shelved it. Um, yeah. So that's why it's like, that's why there's no Nirvana, uh, actually, because, or even a mention of Nirvana, because Nirvana was, um, parang, um, I mean, if you're talking the, the, the Seattle... Um, mainstays talaga it was more Mother Love Bone Soundgarden etc um, mm. and then and then when it was like Teen Spirit came out they wanted to call the movie Come As You Are 
Kawawa. And then uh, I think parang the pressure yung ano yung uh, Warner XX to release it because ano Pearl Jam was in the movie basically. So ano so so that was released more or less nung height na ng Pearl Jam tapos na yung yung uh, um, uh, smells like Teen Spirit never mind uh, year. So yeah. Pero when they shot, were, were Pearl Jam already a big thing? No, not no. yet. Not yeah. yet. Eh, no? Because Wala pa. parang, oh, hindi pa self-conscious masyado si Vedder eh, in his mm. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, ang diba, galing, parang, ni, ano, galing ni Vedder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, di ba? Parang sheepish, sobra excited, eager boy lang siya. <laughs> a review for you. <laughs> compliment for us. A compliment, compliment for you. you. For us, is a compliment for you. But don't you think that Jeff Ammon kind of stole the show in terms of Pearl Jam boys? Like, he was more... He was more the natural actor. Si Amen pa yung ano, transfixed sa uh, B video. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, man, Amen. <laughs> oh. Actually, and then um and then Macready uh, was there also, diba? So so the three mm. Pearl Jam boys um playing Citizen <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Which of course, Citizen ano, Dick. Uh, touch no, me. Oh, that was Stone Gossard. I was Stone? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then yung ano, touch me, I'm dick. Uh, is is mud honey's touch me, I'm sick. Ano pa ba yung mga music? Mm. Uh, mud the... honey, grabe. <laughs> yeah. um, Who opened for Pearl Jam here? Yeah, oh man. Mud honey, yes, that's right. The and... lesser, the lesser known grunge group that went here. <laughs> So, I don't know, anything, well, before we get into reality bites, should we... No, I want to know, Quark, I want to know why this is your number two movie of all time. I think, I know. Um, why do you love it so much? And I, I was talking to Irwin, uh, well, we mentioned Irwin, and um, yeah, he actually said, I, I can see why this is like my, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's it's very me, uh, parang hopeless romantic um kind of like music fan and uh I know but also I think um he also he can see um and I didn't and I didn't really notice it he, he said a lot of my work is is influenced by by singles I guess like okay I can see that you yeah. can or you can't I can I can yeah. now that Irwin said it <laughs> yeah um yeah I mean you, you even even like an obsession with bad videos um like uh like in 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 rock and roll like the genta ogami um um multi-level marketing video or which is like you know, that that uh um expect the best video um a lot of the fourth wall breaking stuff like that so but um yeah i guess i guess it's just this uh being about a community of of people who are a bit of outsiders but also hopeless romantics and um Janet Livermore of course being a big um part of that uh and and the music i mean it, it really even Paul Westerberg like Ramon mentioned was well, i was a big fan of the Paul Westerberg songs before i was a Pearl Jam fan even and then and then it just kind of, it was like the gift that kept on giving um and, and we can talk about the soundtrack more in a bit but um you know after the Paul Westerberg stuff then you discovered the Pearl Jam stuff and then the Allison Chains and then later on in around 94 it's like oh my god this the best song here is actually Drown by a Chicago band mm-hmm. um mm. Smashing Pumpkins and then um so yeah it's it's just and and every time i watch it 
I I attach myself to different things. I guess because of um of the time in my life I'm at. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the reason. Yeah, I think I think it hit you at the right time. Eh? Yeah, but it found you exactly at the right moment when you were heartbroken. By S. <laughs> oh wow! You remember? Uh, you remember? Uh, another letter, please. R S T L N E. Graviana. Wow! But it's very. <laughs> but isn't it really interesting to parang find yourself watching something na beloved, but maybe you haven't seen it in a while, and then you realize, oh, this is where I, this is where parang my personality kind of comes from. Like, um, there was this moment, mga a year or two ago, where, I think it was when Pride and Prejudice popped up on Netflix, and I hadn't seen it in a while. Hmm. Um, I used to have it, but I don't have a copy anymore. But And then it was on Netflix, and I watched it, and I was like, man, parang, this is such a good film and then there's a part na I'm like oh crap this is where I stole pala that thing I did in this music yeah. video <laughs> but before I, I, I actually I don't want people to think that I hate this movie I really don't I love I love singles and like I, I get what Ramon's saying na I, I, it's so precious to me that for years I didn't rewatch it because I don't want mm. things to change like I don't want my yeah. perception of it to change Mm-mm. And then last night mm-hmm. it was nice because parang you, even if you see the flaws, it's like a it's like a warm blanket. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember this. I remember how I felt when I first saw this part, or when when they first said in a parallel universe, which I which I think is the best quote of the movie. In a, for me, another in reuse, the right? um, another echo of uh, Vanilla Sky in another yes. life when we're cats, right? Maybe yeah. in another yeah, life yeah. we're both cats. Yeah. But yeah, I I think singles left a big mark in in myself. I you know I went to Seattle a couple of years back and I was dying to see the complex mm. where where they filmed it. But they, I only had a day, so I didn't. And it's it's a bit of a ways from the city. Ah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a bit it's a it's a trek to go to the complex. But it's apparently like a big tourist attraction right now. For for Gen Xers now, <laughs> for Gen Xers. <laughs> yeah, but it's that, that story na ano um what you call it? Si si Crow was 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 shooting twenty Pearl Jam twenty there in the mm. footstep uh, in the steps, uh, and the landlord was kicking him out. It was like you crazy kids, why do you keep us uh, shooting here? And then Crow was like, wow, people still come and shoot here. And then um, the landlord was like, yeah, all the time. And then Crow gave him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> because he was so happy because he didn't think it was that important. Um, yeah. But but you're right. It's, it's, it feels like home. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, rewatching it, it made me realize how much I wanted more out of the Steve and, and Linda dynamic. Like, I wanted to see more of their story. Mm-hmm. And I wish they had shelved the Debbie parts. Farlai, I could see the, the progression of this relationship. Because it mm. was... The beats were so quick. Eh? They got together. She got pregnant. She lost a baby. Yeah. And then she went away. And then they got, they got back together. It's just I wish we had stayed more, or we had more time, with them. Actually, rewatching it, yeah, parang yung relationship I, I, I think, ko naman. Sorry. Sorry. 
No, no, go ahead. Sorry. I know. I realized that it's it's both a flaw and uh, a brilliant move. Now all of the scenes are parang joke. May setup at may ano may yeah, payoff, yeah. no? Like like basically yes. um uh, oh the, when they're looking at the ano, diba? When they're looking at the um the birth the the pregnancy test. I mean, if the setup is like it's it's kind of blue, it's kind of blue, blah blah blah, and then the the payoff is uh, it's it's um. I know it's it's totally blue, and then the next is like they're they're talking about having a kid. Uh, that's the setup. Uh, oh, let's do it. Let's have a kid, and then the payoff is they're in the theater, and it's then a, a kid is yeah. like crying. So, yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's very parang to the point, but very snappy. Parang it's like almost stand up. Uh, it's just a series of like setups and and, and payoffs. But um, yeah, also a flaw because parang you don't really get to the, I guess the emotional core of these people. Diba? Um, and Which then, is why I think it it'll work as a TV series now if you make it on Hulu, <laughs> of course, not Netflix, because I think Hulu does these relationship shows better. Yeah, but I think uh, yeah, if they were gonna remake this, this would work so much as a ten part <laughs> episodic show. Just yeah. more better nineties, but then oh not yeah, bad. I don't mind nineties, but then I don't mind. Ganda ni Bridget Fonda, my God. Ha, have you Even seen after her all these years? She aged well. I haven't she's seen 55. her ever. And I'm like, did you know she's she kind married of Danny then. Elfman? Yeah, I I, uh, mm-hmm. I learned that when you posted like uh, who was the fictional character you fell in love with, and Mark Olivan like replied with what happened, what happened to Bridget Fonda. But she hasn't made a movie in like twenty years. Her but... last appearance apparently was two thousand two. Yeah, was it because mo- she got into a car accident and then she never appeared after that in oh, public? Shit. Oh, that's so sad. But watching Bridget Fonda, parang her even her fashion now. If you put her in the twenty twenties, she looks she'll be so in mm. with her boots, super crushed and her, that, yeah. her hats. Yeah, so, she's so like the best. Oh, <laughs> and you know what a career, no? Like uh, you know, like you have this, and then you have um, single white female, and then you have Point of No Return or The Assassin and Jackie yeah. Brown. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, even though she, parang she never became like. Don't forget, uh, no, no, it for could example. happen to you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Super I love that movie. Done. So, <laughs> and I've not seen if it. You so. hate that movie. What? 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 Wait, 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 I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <will>. shocked. <laughs> I knew the Pearl Jam songs. But yeah, I did want to point out that actually there were a lot of good songs on that soundtrack. There's also the, the Chris Cornell one. And then... That's my favorite. Uh, but the Chris the, Cornell one. Yeah. But it also was the first time I'd ever heard Smashing Pumpkins. And that was the first time I'd heard like an eight-minute song Now half of it is just distortion. And then you're like, oh, you can do that pala. That's allowed. <laughs> And, and then, yung, as Quark mentioned, it's the only non-Seattle band because it was actually parang sort of a favor. See, si Geffen of Geffen Records was the one who parang asked, uh, try nyo tong um, band, just new band from Chicago that we just signed. And then that was uh, smashing. And I think with the, mm-hmm. when they made it, when they played it for, um, for Cameron Crowe to hear, it was still a demo at that point. Wow. Nice. 
Galing, no? I know Chris Cornell recorded seasons as um, Cliff. Oh, wow. Or Jeff Ament made a mixtape of all Chris Cornell acoustic songs because the backstory of Cliff was he's supposed to be a busker in his pre-Citizen Dick life and that was his demo tape. And then so it ended yung, up in the soundtrack. So yung seasons, yung best acting niya? Well, I guess, as the <laughs> singer, as the vocal, the vocal actor of, of, of uh, Cliff, the voice guy. <laughs> and then, no, no, like, um, also you could hear sketches for um, Spoonman. Um, did you mm-hmm. notice? Uh, when, when they were putting the Citizen Dick posters, um, you could mm. you could hear the like it, it was like basically study because si Cornell pala also did a lot of the the score um, for the film, and then um, speaking of seasons, uh, yes, yeah, also also featured on Man of Steel. <laughs> really? Ah. Yeah. Oh. My Pearl Jam din yan. Oh, oh, Snyder. <laughs> we'll get to you one day. He's such a 90s boy. Was Singles the first um, first great soundtrack? Ah, no. From what you maybe recall? For, maybe for Gen X. May Pretty Woman, di ba? Yeah. My Dirty Dancing, my Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. But yeah, but Pretty Woman, di ba? King of Visual Thinking. Marami, marami maganda sa Pretty Woman, actually. Um... But but I, I guess this was the first album I obsessed over, first soundtrack. I don't know about you guys, that I really, no, which no, I think great. changed lives. No, I'm Batman 1989. Party man, Prince baby, rock a party like. That was used again recently. Um, oh, in Last Dance, the right? I know. Yes. So. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Um, uh, happy, happy, I'm done. <laughs> okay, Mal, let's uh, get, get on your uh, reality bite soapbox. People don't like reality bites. But talk Just about go, your personal experience me. of it first. Okay, so the movie was released '94, so it probably came out here in '95. But I do remember about to end. About I, I was about to leave high school, so I was either a junior or a senior. And you know, when you're at that age, you're just so unsure about about the world you're entering, which is college. So I think I love reality bites more than singles. Although I, I do love both, but reality for me resonates more. It's because experience-wise, where I was at the time when it was released, I could, I could super relate to the characters. Now, they were adulting. How, how, this is like the, a movie about adulting and entering this new phase in their lives where they're out of school and out of their parents' lives. And um, I don't know. I just, it just felt so memorable. And, I, and who didn't want to be Winona Ryder? In this movie, she's so cute. She had that pixie haircut. Um, she was a producer, <laughs> although she, I think she sucks balls as a producer. Um, Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I, I, I think it's a personal. It your your love for these two movies depends on how how it affect how where you were in your life, I guess. 
And for Quark, it was that heartbreak, that uh, that why he he was drawn to singles. And I think for me, it was that that shift from being a, a teenager to an adult. That's why I I gravitated more to reality bites, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see it. But you were no, you were uh, you were graduating high school when reality bites happened. So you weren't. You still weren't like. Um, facing the real world yet, right? I was entering UP, so that's kind of close to. <laughs> to uh, I, I mean, I came from a coming from, from Alabang UP is the real world. Yeah, that's true. Coming <laughs> from coming from w- a very cloistered Opus Day high school, I think <laughs> it was it, it was oh. like oh my god, what am culture I culture shock? Who am I? Who am I really? So it's just a lot of questions that you that I I had to ask myself. While watching the movie and after, am I selling out? Am I making the right decision? Am I, you know, am I mm-hmm. making my parents happy? Should I make myself happy? If I make my parents happy, then I go to Ateneo. If I make myself happy, yung ganon. Trying to remember, I, I just remember that at the time, basically everyone had a crush on Winona Ryder. If I mean, she's the it girl of that generation for a reason. Um, and Ethan Hawke for the girls. Yeah, so parang. That's sort of all I remember was from the from the first time I guess was like although I did feel like parang I was being pandered to it felt like a major studio packaging idea of what that generation was into and then it's, it just felt sort of algorithmically made. I uh, know uh, uh, my my experience was uh, well I it, this is another one of those ano eh, yung na una yung soundtrack um, and yeah. I was really obsessed with. Uh, stay. Uh, it it. <laughs> yeah, stay. No, stay is actually probably top five songs of all time. Oh, yeah, it's a fun, shameful. Oh. And, it's a shameful <laughs> confession <laughs> time. Shame. <laughs> Why are you ashamed? Lisa Loeb's song is pretty good. <laughs> like I when, will when, still sing it if it's when on the, the credits radio. were playing. Yeah, the, I I sang the whole song to. To Bianca, I was like, yeah, look how badass I am. I memorized this song. <laughs> um, and of course, Juliana Hatfield is still um, and will always be one of my favorite. Uh, well, my, my favorite um, uh, singer, songwriter or, or maybe even musician. So um, just the fact that they actually put uh, a Juliana Hatfield song in there made me like, oh my God, this is going to be the best movie ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then when I saw it, I, I remember just being, ah, and then there was that Evan Dando cameo. Um, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was more my speed. Cause I, um, I really became more a fan of like alternative music versus grunge music, I guess. Um, so it was more Julianne Hatfield and Lemonheads for me and Dinosaur Jr. Who was also in the, in the soundtrack. And then parang, uh, I remember being bored when I finally saw it and just like disappointed. Um, and, um, yeah, and then I, I saw it, I saw the last third again, uh, on HBO last year and I had such a good time. So uh, this was around the, the time where he like, um, you know, I'm nothing, uh, uh, Hey, there's my bike. Um, uh, and then also the, and the part where Michael Ben Stiller shows her the the video and it's like super MTV style. So I was, I was like, "Oh my god, it's so much fun! I'm letting the nostalgia wash <laughs> over me. I I want to watch this again." So but then lang you said to watch it again. But when I watched it again, I was like, "Oh my god, this is quite boring." 
Um, and then to, to Ramon's point nga, I really felt, uh, ano, oh my God, talap target market talaga yung, ano ah, yung Generation X um, with all the... With Styling. all the Generation X things, the right? So, parang um, selling out um, the the AIDS thing, um, and then and then ano? Pina glaring actually Steve Zahn because parang yeah. parang by the way na lang yung ano yung coming out. It's like because the whole movie Bianca was asking. Like, who is that guy? What's his point? And then finally, he's like, oh, I told my mom I was gay. And it's like, ah, okay, that's his point in this movie. <laughs> But, I think more than singles, this is definitely a flawed re- rewatchable talaga. It, the script has many problems. Mm-hmm. And then you, 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 just, you just spewed them all out. Yeah, the Steve Zahn problem. But it gets yeah. why it's like such a iconic... 90s film because it just the the way it targets you and sort of presents itself as like a zeitgeisty film when you look up, when you look back on it maybe with nostalgia it, it it feels like it's really part of that and tried to capture that however glossy and shiny and medyo sanitized, I guess. Yeah, no. Yung, yung parang ano, no? what, what, what are, ano? what does Gen X do? Oh, they take videos of the, themselves. <laughs> oh, parang, and then, uh, smoking everywhere. Oh. Shocking so, how much smoking went on in this movie. Go the people of color. <laughs> They're in the diner in the background, Ramon. I, I saw a few. Oh, Pinayagan. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and then, well, actually, both singles, so, upon rewatch, grabe, sobrang white ng singles, ano, and then, <laughs> but reality kahit, bites also. Pero kahit also. paano pag Pacific Northwest, parang gets ko pa in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I shall, I'll, I'll spew out some reality bites trivia okay. from, from my research, so... Of course, everyone knows this was Ben Stiller's movie directorial debut, but what I didn't know was Chivo was a cinematographer. Yeah. Holy crap. I, this I, was his first major U.S. production. I did not first know one? that. It's his first U.S. First production. major, yes. After ah. this, he went on to direct, um, I mean, he went on to work with Alfonso Cuaron. Wow. After this movie. Nice. Actually, expectations. I was going to say uh, that the one thing that that uh, that reality bites blows out blows singles out of the water is with the cinematography. I mean, yeah, how palang, um, and I, I think I I, I know I missed the si si Lebesky nga yung yung cinematographer. But I was thinking, ang kanta ng ilaw nito ah, parang whereas yung singles, especially remember when Steven Flat. and the kiss, it was like blue you night. Know, I was like, Earth. yeah. <laughs> Pero, ito yung I'm nothing and then like the the light bouncing off of him um or when he's on stage or, or or just how beautiful the apartment looks even Everything, though it's, even yeah. though all I want is you montage was beautifully shot talaga like a music video yeah. super and, and very him na he had his style sort of there na um Winona Ryder was the reason why this whole movie was made pretty much like she Coming off at 90, 93, 92, she was the biggest star. And it was in her contract that Ethan Hawke be cast in the movie. She wouldn't do it without Ethan Hawke. Was she dating and him? She, no. No, no. She just watched um, Midnight Clear. Was it mm. Midnight Clear? Well, one of his movies. And and um, 
she loved him so much that she she insisted that he be cast. And then Janine Garofalo, I didn't know this, was fired by Ben Stiller during rehearsals. Wow. And then Winona um, insisted that he rehire her. And I think she's one of the best parts of the movie. Wow. Janine Garofalo. Wow. I wonder if that's been a source of tension because they're both like comedians panaman in the same sort of... Uh... She, and, and they went on to make another movie together, Janine and Ben Stiller, which was uh, Mystery uh, Men. So they went on to become good friends. But Janine has owned, has confessed that she she was such a bitch and she had a really bad ah. work habit. She didn't want to rehearse. She didn't want to do blocking. Wow. So, mm. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. things more. <laughs> and did you guys notice Renee Zellweger was there? Yeah, see Tammy. <laughs> Tammy. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. Um, the year this so ninety four. The year before she was dazed and confused, and she also played a bit part. And then the year after was Reality Bites, and then finally the year after Reality Bites was Empire. Her, her, uh, yeah, Empire yeah. Records. Mm. And the big, her big break. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then I know that. Let's see. Um, see, Mike was supposed to be older, right? Like thirty-five, Michael. Yeah, and then uh, Ben Stiller decided to play him, so they they rewrote the part. To make him younger, make him an MTV dude. Yeah, what 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 do you want to talk about with uh, regarding reality bites? The worst part of the movie is the message of selling out. Like, why why do we have to make it commerce versus art? And I think that was such a big thing when we were, I guess when I even when I was about to join the workforce, like I had friends who were entering the corporate world, which I could have easily gone into, but then, parang reality bites was in my head na. Maybe I don't want to sell out and I just want to live my dreams and be myself, etc., etc. But now watching it, the parang, damn, she was being so stupid, huh? And, uh, <laughs> she didn't want to, she didn't want to go network. She didn't want to sell her soul. She didn't want to just sell her footage and, and just turn around and forget about it. And she didn't even end up with a nice guy. She ended up with the asshole. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> so, um... Kind of hating all three of them <laughs> when I first saw it, but now I actually Not, like Michael. I like Ben even Stiller. Even Ben Stiller, hmm? he was such a nice guy. Yeah, no, but parang corpo douche. When when you're a teenager and you see that, oh, corpo yeah, douche. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But now, exactly. yeah, he's such a nice guy. He's so great. <laughs> he loved her. He was so supportive. Oh man, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then here's Ethan Hawke, who doesn't take a bath and who has terrible teeth, and he treats her like shit. But she, you know, this is how it is when you date rock stars, guys. It just sometimes it's an up, sometimes it's a down. Actually, I think I think dating a rock star is more of like Janet and Cliff, more <laughs> more than Lainey and um, Troy Troy Dwyer Dwyer. Um, These names are so nineties, talaga. Yeah. <laughs> The, yeah, but I'm, well, back then, were you like, oh my God, Troy, like, she made the right choice. Of course. Hello, Ethan Hawke is the poster boy of 90s Gen X. Oh, but you, but you have to remember, like, when this came out, wala pang before sunrise. So his other, his movies, actually, that, that were out were pretty much... Um, no, but I, I knew him already from Alive. And of course, yeah. that Poet Society. I knew him yeah. na. So this was and the first time na parang poster boy. This is actually the movie that made him poster boy, diba? Um, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> the year after, Reality Bites, uh, no, it was Before uh, Sunrise. Before came. Sunrise, yeah. <laughs> just, I just want to say Ethan Hawke's filmography of the 90s, ha? 
Grabe, when mm. you think about it. He, ha- um, he has this video online. Um, you know that series that GQ does where you go, where an actor yeah, goes to their filmography. Yeah. The Ethan Hawke episode yeah. is particularly parang, I, I was surprised by how great his filmography was, even though I was there for much of it. Parang I just forgot. <laughs> oh my God, he was in all these great movies. And he's very candid and ano, very honest about it. Ganda. <laughs> yeah, he's a really good interview. The Bill Simmons podcast where they interviewed him and he talks about his entire career from... From explorers to being discovered in Dead Poets and then working in White Fang with a dog. Everything. Reality Bites, Before Sunrise, even to First Reformed. So, okay, I guess we can, we can go to the versus categories na, no, of, of ano. Um, okay. Uh, so, okay. Um, okay, soundtracks. You like, what do you guys like more? Reality bites. Oh wait, sorry, sorry. Just, just to be clear. So Ramon, you and I are singles people. Mel is a reality bites person, but yeah, doesn't mean that she's not a singles person. Um, yes, I love both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not anti reality bites. No man, it's just maybe it's maybe a guilty pleasure of sorts. I can't, I can't recommend reality bites to someone who's in film school and say this is great. Oh, it's yeah. not like that. Pero you know, if, if it's on TV, I'll probably watch it. Diba? I mean. Winona Ryder still looks like Winona Ryder of 90, you know, the early 90s. I like how Paolo, Paolo Cruz said it in the Facebook group where Singles probably is the better written movie with more well-rounded characters, but Reality Bites is the more rewatchable one just because it has all the zingers and, and all the pop culture references in the dialogue. Okay, so, and then, and then for soundtracks, you are Reality Bites. Uh, yeah, yeah, for me. And then Ramon yep. is singles? Yeah, kinda. I mean, yeah, I like both soundtracks, but I think in terms of pound for pound, kunyari, sapakan talaga to. Singles mananalo. <laughs> Gun to head. <laughs> pound for pound ako, reality bites. Uh, I used to sorry. be reality bites, uh, but I'm actually, I think singles is a better curated. Um, mm. And I, I don't mean that the songs are particularly better, but I think like they, they kind of, Belong they in the same, they, yeah. They, they tell, tell a story, story right? Um, yeah. So, it took us reality bites, my squeeze, my world party, yeah, which I I love. I love all all of the the songs, but um, uh, the crowded house, but parang parang ang gulo niya actually. Um, so I'm going with the uh, with singles for that. Um, okay. Uh, uh, see, so, you know, uh, Troy versus Cliff. Oh. Troy Dwyer. <laughs> Troy Dwyer. Mas siya eh. But lovability cliff. <laughs> You're I think I did I did a, I ended up with my own cliff. Not not Troy. In, Whoa. in real life. Oh my god, Mong don't Aww. edit that out. Sasanakiligin <laughs> siya while editing. Uh-oh. But he's not a Troy. Talaga, okay, to be honest, I think I chased Mong, so I was very Janet. I when I was rewatching it, oh my that's me. I'm Janet and Mong is Troy. I mean, Mong is Cliff. Uh, no, oh my God, he hasn't called me. Should I call him? I don't know. Maybe I should. Then I'll, you know, that's me. Yeah, so yeah. great. Mas uh, kwapo as Ethan. Mas Ethan. Uh-uh. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, si Cliff, parang for me, mas fun si Cliff. Mas ano. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mas ma- manic pixie boy si Troy. Talagang chaos agent siya. 
Yeah, para siyang ano no si um Jordan Catalano, Catalano for that yeah. age. Yeah, for that yep, age, yep. that's the guy. Um oh, Same Janet hair. Livermore versus uh what's her name? Lilani? Lilani, yeah. <laughs> oh. Let's just call her Lainey. Lainey. Janet. Ako rin eh, Janet. I know your answer, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Roman who who obsessed over Winona so much that he knows her real last name. <laughs> Winona. Is it Winona? Horowitz. Horowitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike. Ani Adam. But she was the real '90s queen. I mean, you gotta give it to her. Yeah, she talaga. Sa indies, it was Parker Posey, pero mainstream Winona talaga. 94. Wait, Reality Bites, and then um, you know what came after? Little Women in the ah, same oh, year. Yeah. Nice. What a year for Winona. Ah, but uh, no, also, interesting question. So we, we, we've answered Janet versus uh, Lainey. But Winona versus Bridget. Ah, wala. Winona, ah, oh wala. my God. I was Hands never a Winona down. guy, actually. It's strange. I mean, I like her now in retrospect more than I liked her uh, back then. Uh, Wait, are we talking about palang. filmography or uh, appeal? No, just just the, the personality, the... The, the celebrity of it of of her the I know like I was I was always super into Bridget Fonda um, uh, and then I didn't know why everyone was so obsessed with Winona either. This is pre shoplifting. Yeah, pre shoplifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most interesting Asha na shoplifter siya. Wala mahirap crush crush lang pareho. Kait ano kait welcome home Roxy Carmichael pa Beetlejuice. Oh, that's a cute movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mermaids. Mermaids, yeah. yeah. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, yeah. Beetlejuice. Oh, and my, my all-time Elders. favorite Winona is, um, apart from Little Women, is Age of Innocence. I thought boys. Hindi <laughs> <laughs> naman. Um, boys you know, yung the, ano, the, the, haircut niya doon, iba klase. Si, ano, si Janine Garofalo, may counterpart siya sa singles eh. The girl with the bangs. The kind of girl kind of looks like Janine Garofalo. Which girl um, with the bangs? Si, si best oh, friend. Oh, the best friend, the best friend of Linda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and I looked her up. Siya. I looked her up. Uh, she only appeared in like one or two more things and she's a real estate agent now. Like if you, if you Google her name... Um, what will come up is, is uh, I, I think it's Ali Walker, maybe um, uh, real estate agent, <laughs> but it's her face. So, parang, oh wow, naging real estate agent. Siya. Um, so again, what, but speaking of Janine Garofalo, I, I think she's, I think she's more practical as a, as a character. You know what I mean? Apparently, she she loved her job and she was good at not that she loved her job, but she was good at it and she was making money and she didn't mm-hmm. understand why Lainey just couldn't get her shit together and pay some bills and etc. I think she's watching it again yesterday and apparently she's a, she's just a better role model in this movie. So maybe mm-hmm. she wasn't. Maybe the film wasn't presenting like a false dichotomy of selling out versus creativity. Because my my character palan is Janine Garofalo. It's just Lainey who's being an idiot. Yeah, Lainey was a very selfish lead. Um, how about ensemble? Who has the better ensemble? Oh, that's tough. Yeah, I might be. Uh, I might actually be reality bites just for sort of the chemistry and not all of those scenes. Because in singles, are all of them together? Yeah. Yeah, episode because singles. Si R- Ramonda, ano pala, yung best friend ni, um, ni Campbell Scott is, ano, Press Belusky in, ano, The Wire. In The Wire, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? 
I, I didn't even realize that while watching him again. It's like it's only when when I looked up the the cast. Na parang oh my god, it's Presbo. Um, hmm. But I I think I I would go for singles as ensemble only because they um, they're, they're more on equal footing um, as opposed hmm. to the Steve Zahn and and Garofalo really kind of like um, comic relief types. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh, okay, how about cameos? Okay, we're so so cameo wise, um, singles. We have great cameos. Of course, you have the rock people. You have Eddie Vedder um, and the rest of Pearl Jam. You have um, uh, Chris Cornell. Cornell. You have Tad, Tad, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you also have Eric Stoltz as the as the mime. Um, you have. Uh, Cameron Crowe himself, who who's a reporter, you have um, you have the next uh, Martin Scorsese, <laughs> yeah, and then, and uh, yeah, Tim Burton, who's the next only the next Martin Scorsese, um, Jeremy Piven, um, who's a guy in the in the uh, pharmacy drugstore, <laughs> and my personal favorite, Paul Giamatti as the man making out next in the next table, um, and Gus Van Sant, uh, yeah, who's like mm. helping out, I know, right? moving out. Um, Debbie, Debbie was moving out. <laughs> um, and sorry, yeah, just as a tangent, do you remember Gus Van Sant's uh, cameos, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where they were shooting, they were on the set, and they were shooting Goodwill Hunting Two, Hunting Season. Tapos Gus Van Sant is just counting money. <laughs> no, <laughs> ganda. What's the best Gus Van Sant cameo? <laughs> I think I do remember that. I think I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yung ano, yung, how do you like them apples? Tapos may, may shotgun na siya. <laughs> <laughs> the rare, ano talaga, rare funny moments in James and Bob. Um, for, for Reality Bites, you have Renee Zellweger, um, just one scene, basically kissing, ano, goodbye, um, Ethan Hawke, you have um, David Spade. Jean Triplehorn was in the movie? I didn't notice her. I didn't notice her either. So, until, some, until this was in IMDb, I think. Yeah, and then John Mahoney is in it. Of course, see dads yeah. say anything. Mm-hmm. So that's your say anything. Um, yeah, that's her Cameron Crow connection there. Um, and then of course Evan Dando. Um, yeah. And 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 Mira Ben Stiller's mom. Oh. Yeah. She was the one who said define irony. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Well, uh, the winner's Piven. Yeah, yeah. That was the best part. I hope Burton. For $10, he'll make it. And then 20 Make it 20 <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Um and, and then I guess, uh, anything else uh, regarding singles? I have a Versus the Battle of the Bands, who will win? Citizen Dick or Hey, That's My Bike? Ako, and well, there, there are two, ano kasi, there, I, there are two Citizen Dick songs, right? There's like the Touch Me I'm Dick, and then there's like, I'm walking down the avenue. <laughs> and you're, uh, uh. <laughs> so I think I would go with, uh, with Citizen Dick. <laughs> Versus but I'm at Nothing. At least Ethan sang his own songs. But I think no. Well, Citizen Dick is a more fun band, especially because yeah, yeah, for sure. The drummer is for Eddie Vedder. Sure. <laughs> uh, a compliment for him is a compliment for <laughs> a compliment for the band. It's a compliment for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
um, yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. So I was eating in a New York uh, deli once, and then parang I don't know, parang behind me, there was like this hand that reached out, and then he was like, um, "Excuse me, I'm just gonna bother you for a bit because I am gonna get a." And then he he goes to the utensils, says, "I'm gonna get a fork," and then he gets a fork, and then yung katabiko my office mates like, "Isn't that guy some actor?" And then I, I like really. Then I look back, and he, walking out of the stories, I know is Steve, uh, is Campbell Scott. So I, I really oh. chased him down the street, and then I was like, "Hey, uh, you got a fork? Um, like I was, I was in your way." And he's like, "Oh, I forked you. Okay." <laughs> and I was like, "I just want to tell you that Singles is one of my favorite movies of all time." It's like, "Oh, you know, there's it's it's they're gonna be showing it at the apartment complex next week because it's like some anniversary of some sort." But he was like a super sweet guy, um, and it was around the time Amazing Spider-Man came out, um, and so he was oh. kind of like back in the. <laughs> back back in the spotlight but um ayun, that, that that's my short star fucking Pork, do you story. not have any ethan hawk stories i, I mean, know he was a brooklyn native you you must have <laughs> I, I, some I have an ethan hawk story but it's jago's story <laughs> i want to hear it ethan hawk goes into a bar and jago and his brother <laughs> joke bar. yeah it's a joke is this a joke <laughs> no 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 but jago and his brother are having drinks right and Jack's this is brother, real, huh? This is real. Yeah, this is real. It sounds like a setup. It's okay. it, it's not. <laughs> it's a it's it's a real story. And Jago Mika, um, uh, Mika, Jago's brother, starts going, "Yo, yo, yo! Isn't you? You're an actor, right? You're an actor. Like you're from the Matrix, right? Come on, Uncha. Oh my and then god! Everybody in the bar goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah! Matrix, <laughs> Neo, yeah, the one." Come on, on. And Ethan Hawke walks. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh my god. <laughs> Poor poor Ethan Hawke. (laughs) I bet he remembers Uh, that. uh, (laughs) Yeah, being bullied at the age of 1999, no? So, because it's a matrix. Grabe. You're a classic all white men joke. (laughs) True that. So, um, um, singles and reality bites are peak or apex mountains for who? Who was at the top of their game for for both films? For me, Kira Sedgwick. Well, of course, for me, Bridget, but it really isn't, diba? She had a great career before. Single white female, yeah. Right? And then she had uh, Point of the Return, and then she had, uh, yeah, Jackie Brown. Um, it could happen to uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Bakasikira, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was supposed to be her like leading lady break, but it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Find it didn't really happen for, for Campbell Scott either. I thought he would be a bigger star uh, after that. True. Yeah, there's that movie where yeah. he died, dying young, ba? Ano ba yung movie niya? Yeah, yeah. With uh, no, yeah. with uh, Julia Roberts. I, I, I think '94 as a year was Winona's peak in her career. And that includes Reality Bites. The one-two punch of Reality Bites and mm-hmm. Little Women. So this was definitely the peak of her career na. The year. Mm-hmm. Ang strong ng decade eh. Kasi ang hirap. Kasi may Dracula pa yan. Diba? May mm-hmm. what? Girl Dracula came after. That's true. Yeah. After bar or before? 93. Sure, and before, no? 93 ate yung yeah. I just realized that, ano, in the Reality reality Bites movie poster, but there's like a bunch of words written down. Yeah. Like love and, 
And one of the words is movie poster. Fucking precious, man. <laughs> it's ironic movie. It's an oh, ironic marketing. movie. <laughs> I thought the the ano, the uh, the auteurs like whose career did you enjoy more? Between Ben bit, Stiller and Cameron no, Crowe? No, sorry. Uh, yeah, but yes. Stiller and Crowe. As, as directors. I know, as directors, yeah. Oh, yeah. Di madali na <laughs> I mean, but, uh, no offense. I love Tropic Thunder, but... Uh, but you know what? Yeah, I actually like Cable this, Guy, but parang... After this, Crowe did Jerry Maguire. Yeah. And then Almost Famous. And then What Happened, guys? Yeah. There's I mean, Elizabeth Town and Aloha and Vanilla Sky. No, no, you did Va- Vanilla Sky, Sky right? Okay. Like, that, oh, that for okay. me was like the, the turning point that is like. Yeah. I didn't like Vanilla <laughs> Ganda ganda ng Vanilla Sky. That's the next episode. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no. Like, but, but, but I don't know, strangely enough, see, Ben's. This, so, this was Stiller's first movie, right? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And then the the one after that, what followed was Cable Guy. I don't know how this guy still had a career. I love Cable Guy. I love Cable <laughs> Guy. Yeah, I actually and I like will Cable stand Guy. By my truth. <laughs> I need to rewatch it. I, I love. Re- but of course, Zoolander. I yeah. super love. Yung, and then Tropic Thunder. I super love. I think the Cable Guy, parang it it had this bad reputation, but it actually was a pretty good movie. It's just na it's completely against everything that people knew and expected from Jim Carrey. It was it was super promoted in a way that they were expecting Ace Ventura, but it's really a black comedy. Mm-hmm. No, and, and I I, th- I remember the controversy there was he was paid $20 million to do this movie. Wow. And then and then it was a box office bomb. Ooh. Did Reality yeah. Bites make money, by the way? Because singles didn't. Huh? 30, $30 million long. So I guess it's just a middle... Mm. Not successful, but it made money, more money than singles. But then, that's where the comparisons are, right? That both, both were disappointments in the box office, but found an afterlife in cable yeah. and video. Um, how was Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Was that any good? Ben Stiller. Never movie? seen it. Kay lang. Did you watch didn't that? He direct, uh, didn't he direct Escape to Danimora? Yeah, I haven't yes. seen that. Any good? He was nominated. That's supposed to be good. Yeah. yeah. So baka underrated lang siya baka. and uh, RIP to his dad which who passed away a week ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then for for Cameron Crowe, my my I know like oh, he he didn't of course yeah the the career went bad and we don't know why because the Cameron Crowe was always like the okay he's the earnest guy who's like um <laughs> Who keeps it real and and is that parang nor, nor, male Nora Ephron uh, type? But he did have um, we bought a zoo, right? Which is actually and Pearl Jam Twenty, which yeah. which are great films. Um, wait, wait, we bought a zoo is a good movie. It's good. I you know what? I've great. never seen it. Uh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Roman's right. Actually, so it's it's, it's it's a good movie. It's a decent movie. It it just has an amazing ending. Like for me, that that ending was like. Masterful, <laughs> but <laughs> but you're right. It's kind of forgettable. Otherwise, um, uh, how was Rodies? Did you guys watch that? I watched no. all of that, and it was disappointing. Because <laughs> <laughs> grab you one grab. setup It was Cameron Crowe working with J.J. Abrams on a Showtime series, so there wasn't so you could do nudity and you know swearing. Tapos the feel, but because it's about roadies, was supposed to be parang modern day, almost famous. And yet, it was ka, it was like the newsroom, 
where it was like he, he kept fa- falling into his own tropes and they were dated na the love story was so trite and parang and even the music was like bakit Halsey diba parang bakit Machine Gun Kelly parang ganun it's like Aww. yeah so it, it really wasn't the it, it had so much promise and potential but it wasn't really reached even though I love Imogen Poots pero pero Rodis is still a masterpiece compared to Aloha yun yun talagang <laughs> I have no oh idea God. what I, uh, the hell grabe yung Aloha no parang grabe I didn't bother no and then ano andun pa si Bill Murray ito parang what <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. John I mean, Krasinski. the cast is amazing. Get... So, but is he ever gonna get out of director jail, Cameron Crowe? But I don't know. I don't remember that um, that Sony leak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quanto man Ramon. Hindi ko malalalatan details eh. Basta it was just parang I think he was pitching Amy Pascal to become the director of Steve Jobs after Fincher left. Pero parang I think they were making fun of him at the behind his back. Or parang, parang ano, no reply. No reply talaga. As in, ano. <laughs> Scene zoned lang siya. Scene zoned. Well, yeah. to be fair naman, that was, I think, right around the time of Aloha ba? That was, no, that was Probably. like, because Aloha was uh, produced by Pascal. So I think uh, she had just seen the cut of Aloha. And then, or, or it was about to premiere. And it's like, what about that Steve Jobs movie, eh? And then nothing. <laughs> Scene zone so, uh, Yeah. It's pretty sad. I hope I hope he comes back. I, I know he has it in him. Like I am such a Cameron Crow fan that uh I, I, I think he is a true uh heir yeah. to um why is he John why am I Hughes? blanking on his name? John Hughes, John yeah. Hughes? So. <laughs> really? Mine is more James L. Brooks. Ah, uh, you think he's James L. Brooks is a no so James L. Brooks' heir is Judd Apatow. Yun yung pinaka-obvious. Oh, okay. Okay, I see why. Yeah. So, ano? Uh, uh, there was a recent yeah, interview with Cameron Crowe kasi they were talking about Vanilla Sky, which is great and will be the next episode. And then he was mentioning that he had written, I think, uh, a couple of scripts during lockdown. But yeah, I think he still can come back, but he definitely has to kind of grow and do something different or new because, yun nga, with Aloha, with... Uh, Elizabeth Town with Rodies. It was just like, parang he lost his direction. Mm. Pun not intended. Yeah. <laughs> What's your, out of curiosity, what are your favorite crows? Singles, singles. Ako ata almost famous. Ako ano, ako Ramon ano, uh, untitled. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry yeah. ha. The bootleg cut pala, the bootleg cut. <laughs> so, how about you, Bell? I, I teeter between Maguire and Almost Famous. It just depends on the day. Okay. I was going to segue to, ano, to Gen X Cinema. We were talking about um, these two being like the, the Gen X Cinema uh, films. But um, there, there, were, there have been a lot. Um, and of course, it, it would not be just to, to skip them over. So I also wanted to ask you guys. like, Must um, we? <laughs> Must we talk about them? Yeah, no, I mean, like, just, just you know, prattle, uh, just mention some of our faves or some of the ones we, we feel are overlooked. Um, and I guess uh, also, like, because there, there, are, there are films about Gen Xers, but there are films that, um, that have Gen Xers in the cast. So I guess also, how, what are our parameters when we talk about 
this. It can't be a teen movie. Okay. Can, should, can it be a... Because um, for me, like, Gen X uh, movies are movies starring Gen Xers or, or, or featuring yeah, Gen Xers definitely. talking about Gen X issues, right? Definitely, um, yeah. So something like Scream, for example, I wouldn't really count. Something like Clueless, I wouldn't even count. Yeah, even okay, okay, good, good, good. we're aligned. <laughs> How about you, Ramon? What do you it's think? It's fluff. I don't know. I think Parang Clueless Ramon? might be part of it, eh. Even if they don't directly... Because it's cultural, eh, diba? Although, mm-hmm. it's a Clueless, it's a very stylized, heightened version, diba? It's surreal because it's ultra-rich. Yep. And then they make fun of that, diba? They lean into that when they go into the sort of, quote-unquote, poorer parts of town. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but I think I think the more plot-heavy stuff is is like, you know, syempre you're not going to put the mga thrillers kanon, that came out at the time. How about, ano, hackers? <laughs> Damn. It, it kind of is, eh, because it's very, it's very 90s, diba? It's very, <laughs> that culture talaga. But, something that's always mentioned along with the other two is, is Empire Records. Um, what do you guys think? <laughs> It's a um, very fun, but obviously, it's not going to be taught in classes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also has yeah, an, it, but it has such a great cast then, eh? like super, super um, photogenic, basically. The right? I mean, you had all these crushables there. Yeah, that, that, that's. I mean, you know, my number one of all time is is Liv Tyler. So. Um, yeah, that, that but the, which is a reason why I wanted to watch Empire Records, and then I I think actually speaking of soundtracks, Empire Records is actually my favorite ninety soundtrack. That and Kids in the Hall, Brain Candy, uh, Brain but, Candy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I was I was there was another movie that I kind of really um, that disappointed me when I finally saw it, and for some weird reason it came out in video very late, but so it was more than a year. Uh, after it came out, before we could actually see it, um, so so yeah, and Mel, you don't like it, right? As well, I'm just not. I'm not fond of this movie. If people say that reality bites feels manufactured, what more this movie? Na talagang okay, this is pandering to the counterculture already. I'd mention you know, the, the message of the movie is down. Damn the man, the ba. That's the that's the line from the movie. Yeah. Damn the man. Blatantly saying it na. <laughs> you could have a um, you could have a weird night na parang programming Empire Records high fidelity and that thing you do. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of high fidelity, for me, the other Gen X movies I love is high fidelity. It's part of the list and Before Sunrise, and then that's it. That's it. Olana. Ikaw naman. Wala kang can't hardly wait, lol. <laughs> Can't hardly wait. Actually, ano na siya eh, no? Millennial na siya eh. Yeah. Um, Although I love it. I love, I love Can't Hardly Wait. I just don't think it's a Gen X movie. I, I don't know. It's so hard to... What is a Gen X movie? Yeah, but, well, I, I, I would Hackers, think, ano, like, like um, movies uh, featuring Gen Xers talking about Gen X things. That's how I, you know, that's how I... What are Gen X themes? Yeah, yun nga, like, like, oh, let's Slacking say... Slacking off. Yeah, um, yeah, getting a job and selling out and finding love in the modern world. And um, so, um, I guess my favorite, like if, if you were, um, as Ramon mentioned, like you wouldn't really recommend the films we've talked about to film students. But uh, of the Gen X stuff, 
the the ones that I think are good cinema are actually all the indies, which is like uh, Metropolitan uh, by Wood Stillman and, and Barcelona. Barcelona. Um, yeah, yeah, diba? Mm. Um, or Clerks even. Um, Clerks, mm. yeah. Uh, and what about Kicking they're... and Screaming? Is that Gen X? No. Kicking and Screaming is. And yeah, yeah that amazing movie. Yeah, so those, oh. those are the ones that I know. Um, did you guys like Suburbia? Mm. Mm. I don't remember it. No. Now. I'd like the soundtrack. <laughs> it's a Giovanni Ribisi, right? Good, yeah. good cast, huh? It, it happens cast. In, a, in an evening. Yeah. In, in a parking lot. In a, yeah, like convenience store parking lot. Um, oh, right? It's just... It just... <laughs> and it's written by, you know, right? Si, um, uh, one of the succession mainstays, um, Eric... Really? Uh, uh, yeah, he's he's a he's a no, he's a um, playwright. Uh, it's not it. a terrible movie. See, you know, Bogosian. But it's Eric Bogosian. Yeah, yeah, Bogosian. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and it has Parker Posey and Steve Zahn. Uh, <laughs> uh, one location. In a return. Um, ah, uh, ito. Uh, do you guys remember? You know, actually, what I liked more than Reality Bites, and I did not expect even anything from this movie when I saw it. Was threesome. <laughs> threesome? <laughs> threesome, dude. Like, uh. Lol, ano, Stephen Baldwin. Talaga? I, I don't know, but, but maybe it, it could also have been because I didn't. I, it's literally one of those things where Eves Vincent, uh, laser disc, this looks cool. It has the girl from Twin Peaks. And then, hey, this is not a bad movie. But, um, I, I could be wrong upon rewatch. And then there was another one. Uh, sleep with me. Remember that movie? Yes. Wait, I'm trying to remember. Eric Stoltz. Sleep with me. See, I know. Oh, Eric Stoltz. I, I know the, po- the poster Roger is in Avery my head. Yes, there's that. No, no, the, the Quentin Tarantino uh, Top Gun speech is in that movie. It's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there as uh, okay. Um. Uh, how about uh, oh, okay, kids? What are we? What what are our thoughts? I, hate, on I freaking hate kids, and I don't ever want to talk about kids. <laughs> yeah, but what, why? Kids. Is it because of the subject matter or the message or it the is casting? The su- it is the subgenre that I hate the most, talaga. From teen, teen. So the the genre is teen movies. The subgenre is exploitative teen movies, and this is like number one. I remember watching this as a a seven a sixteen year old. I was in the states. I was I watched this in the basement of my uncle's house, and I was like, "What the hell am I watching?" I, How old were you? Sixteen. I was sixteen, and I was burning. I couldn't believe that this this was the lives that people say was realistic because it's just so far from my Woodrow's existence. <laughs> yeah, but that's parang, I just, parang it was culture shock for you, diba? Parang just because it was, it was so far removed from your own experience. Pero it's not parang, even culture shock for me, but I just didn't like the story. Just everything about it. And then recently we watched um, mid-90s and I had the same reaction. I was like, I was telling Mong, I hate this movie already. Yeah, it's it's like kids on on skateboards. <laughs> you know, I know. Like, um, I I really want to watch kids again, actually. And the reason I really want to watch kids again is because for the past uh, twenty five years, when people ask me what's your most hated film, I say kids. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Because I, um, I know my reasons. I I really I think uh, I think it may also have been that was the first movie of its kind I saw, but I don't like. 
shock for shock sake movies, and which I felt, yeah. which I felt kids watch. Na parang ado. It's like a fluff, a snuff movie. Like you're yeah. watching snuff. But but then it could yeah, be because of that. I I don't know. Maybe it's saying something now. That's why I want to watch it again. Maybe yeah. my opinion would have changed. <laughs> yeah, parang um, I think I watched it maybe in my mid twenties again, and I was more receptive to it. Na parang more of the verity kind of idea I think was coming through. He was see Larry Clark, the director. He was more exploitative in in his later films. Eh, pero with this one, since it was uh, a lot of amateurs, it was the first performances of like Rosario Dawson, Chloe, Chloe Sevigny, Leo Chloe Fitzpatrick. Chloe Sevigny, yeah. Yeah, so mm. parang... And, and those stories were parang called from the kids that Larry Clark was hanging out with. That was his first uh, film as a director, but he's, he was a, ano, he was a, a photographer, photographer, basically. Parang, yeah. So he was, it was based on... What, what, was, a, what was a 50-year-old man hang, doing hanging around with kids... He's yeah, a you, you, culture you, culture photographer, she. Parang ganon. Yung mga. But you can okay. tell, no. May ano talaga siya, eh. I mean, um. Kill KK. <laughs> yeah, like like oh, bully. The there was a shot of Bijou Phillips, ano, basically labia. I remember oh, that. May parang yeah, dun siya mas ano mas lumalo basi yung pagkapers. It's bordering on pedophilia. Yun yung talagang medyo so shock value. There's there's other films, but they're worse. But kids also, yeah. by the way, had also a great soundtrack, de ba? Yun yung folk implosion yeah. with Daniel Johnston. Doom Generation, would you count? I've never seen it. Pwede, no? Araki. Pero I don't know if it really... Parang mas Doom Generation. Didn't Araki do... Didn't Araki do Suburbia also? No, no, that's Click Later. No. Ah. Eto. Oh, no, he did Go. Sa kanya no, that, no, Dog uh, no, Liman yung Go. Dog Liman. Speaking ah. of which, would you count Go? Pwede. For, it's more train spotting for me. It's a party movie for me. Yeah, like but, but, but as a Gen X, ano, both, oh. both of them, train spotting and go, would you count those two? I don't. Yeah, pero don't. talagang, ano eh, medyo iba rin yung pagka Gen X, di ba, ng Scotland, <laughs> ng Glasgow. Oh, yeah. And I guess, ano, no, the, the ones we were talking about, my, my slacker, ano, which, which both go and yes. train spotting are definitely not... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because that's how I classify Gen X movies. Na there's like this slacker aspect to it. Because it's all started with slacker anyway. May yeah. pagka slacker din yung movie. go eh. In, in Sarah Polly and Timothy Oliphant's drug dealer. Kaito paano. Pero, sorry, pero I just wanted to mention though, one thing that I feel is required shout out lang is my so-called life. Yes, I love yeah, it. Thank yeah. you, Ramon. Absolutely. Like super, Absolutely. super Gen X. I mean, down to the flannel. <laughs> With the prototype Jordan Catalano. Like, prototype manic pixie dream boy talaga siya. <laughs> Tsaka, even all the, no, even all the soft boys, di ba, na si, si Brian. <laughs> Krakow. Oh. Yeah, that's all the, true. All the unrequited um, nerds. Um, yeah, what, what else for television? Um, would, ano, parang millennial na yung ano, eh, no, Dawson's Creek. Because they were high school in the late 90s. In the Facebook group, somebody said Daria, and I completely agree with that. Parang yeah, she has yes. a Gen X spirit. I think that was Mark Olivan. Um, and speaking of, ano, of uh, Facebook group, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of people, uh, for, for the Reality Bites versus Singles, um, chose singles, but but uh, Paulo Cruz did say singles had more well-rounded characters. Um, 
And then Mark Olivan says, Reality Bites had a good setup. Um, and then, can't hardly wait in there. And you counted, no? I'm millennial. In movie, eh. sure, yeah. yeah. In movie, um, na siya. Let's see. I was particularly struck by Jason Tan's question. Like, what's the closest equivalent of Reality Bites slash singles for millennials? Because if you do your research, there's nothing that fills in the void between college and having kids. So, no, no, like, yeah, which is like, he gave Garden State in 500 Days of Summer, uh, which are Hate not the best examples. Yeah. <laughs> Hate that movie. Which one? 500 Days or Garden State? 500 or, Days. Or both. Ah, 500 Days. <laughs> <laughs> both. Parang, Parang Garden both. State is more palatable for me. <laughs> versus 500 I, Days. I agree, but yeah, they're not, they're not <laughs> great. They're both not great. <laughs> Great soundtracks though. She's, I mean, she's enjoyed, all that na lang. Uh, Garden State. naman tayo. I thought we'd be a short episode, but no. no. The horses have just galloped away. Uh. Uh, which, you know, so in, in terms of local, of course you have to, to look uh, homeward. Um, there's, yeah, Gmic. <laughs> there was that one with the Noe. Jologs, Jologs, I think, is actually, uh, uh, even though it came out in 2003, Jologs is... Uh, uh, Genix. Gen X film. <laughs> no delay. And then there was there was one with ano with dude sina um Jericho na ano na parang joyride ba or trip trip that that was uh, another yeah, yeah. Gen X ano. <laughs> was it? Well, I was probably abroad. I don't I don't know these movies na. And how about for for the for the Gen Zers? Meron ba? Parang wala eh. The uh, closest like, wh- wh- would be like. Lady Bird? What year onwards would be, you know? Might be too early pa eh, If they're in college yeah. now. Because even Lady Bird, ang weird, because Lady Bird is set in 2001. Yeah. Or Book Smart, I guess. Yeah, yeah Book Smart, actually, you know? Book Smart, yeah. Super. What about Frances Ha? Do you, do you think? Could be a millennial. It's a millennial. But yeah. yeah, I think Book Smart, you know, especially with how woke it is, not non judgmental. Hmm. And a final shout out to well, you mentioned the no uh, Jay and Silent Bob earlier, but I think Clerks and Mallrats and even Chasing Amy are pretty yeah. good generation. The trifecta, yeah. True. yeah. His best films, yes, exactly. Hindi ba dogma? Hindi ba dogma yung best film? Oh no, my God, I didn't like dogma. Someone on Facebook recently said that dogma was one of their ten most influential or impactful movies. You know, meme na yun, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> hey, Alanis Morissette has gone. My soft spot is Chasing Amy talaga. Oh yeah, the, the, the ones I wanted to mention also na, no? SFW, which I'm sure have ah. any of us seen that, that movie. <laughs> What's SFW? Yeah, I have. Stephen Dorff. I'm then huh? pala, wait, what am I thinking? SLC what? Punk pala yung Stephen Dorff and Reese Witherspoon. I don't remember this. I thought you. I thought it was a typo of single white female. Ah, so no. so fucking what? So fucking what? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I remember the ads in comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I remember it also. <laughs> Wait, I have a I have a suggestion for millennial. That movie with Miles Teller and um. Oh yeah. The and, and Brie Larson. Spectacular now. now. My yes. Fame. Yeah. Super. I think that's my nominee. And of course, perks of being a wallflower. Hindi <laughs> 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 the fault in our stars? <laughs> uh, 
Good, good times, guys. <laughs> Maybe I should rewatch Perks of Being a Wallflower with like open eyes and not yeah. cynicism. <laughs> I almost bad. I quite like it. I love it. It's like oh, oh, yeah. that's in the top ten of yeah. 2010s. Oh, yeah. Did you see a second film? No, I have not. Um, that's the one. Was it the one about you know, uh, the last tour or something? No. No, no. Yung ano? Yung um, Wonder with Jacob Tremblay and Julia Roberts. Is it good? I haven't seen it either. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I should. And I'm sure it's good. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, as man. a first-time filmmaker, impressive talaga yung yung perks. And the fact that he wrote that script, I bet he wrote that book just so he could direct that movie. It was one of the few books published by MTV, remember? Yeah. So, I know. That's when awesome. they still thought children used to read. <laughs> oh my God. We have to wrap up. Okay. I'm going to edit this, this okay. episode down. Okay. All right. Shout out to Enough for Airheads. Shout out to Nick Spuno. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone who put in their thoughts in our Facebook group. It's Facebook dot com slash group slash enslate our next episode i guess we'll talk about our lockdown favorite pieces of content can't wait for that no holds barred nasha yeah <laughs> wow see you guys enjoy Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs>